Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're excited to have Dr. Justin Brown here today and we're gonna talk about certified sampling in the swine industry, something that has huge implications across all commodity groups and uh, Iowa State University is the first and we'll be right back with Dr. Brown. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson and I'm here with Dr. Justin Brown. And Dr. Brown is, a, is an assistant teaching professor here at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine in the Department of Veterinary Diagnostics and Production Animal Medicine, otherwise known as VDPAM. You've been, you've been at Iowa State for a few years. Yeah, since 2016. 2016. And uh, Dr. Brown has been a part of a group and has led an initiative uh, for certified sampling in the swine industry. And it caught my eye because so many times in the beef industry, we're like, well, we should run out and get an e-crops here. We should run out and find out what this is all about. And then we get caught up in a busy day. Next thing you know, it's 100 degrees outside and we get no samples. Right. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the certified sampling program for swine and, and kind of how it got started and why you got started? Sure, yeah. So the certified swine sample collector program really started back in 2018 after China broke with African swine fever. So there was um, some anxieties and fears once ASF got to China that it was gonna find its way here pretty quick. So the USDA started running some drills um, to test the industry's preparedness to respond if ASF got here. Um, and one gap that we identified during those drills was the lack of personnel that were trained to get out and sample pigs if in the event of a foreign animal disease outbreak. So our group here at Iowa State um, with the Swine Medicine Education Center uh, and the Center for Food Security and Public Health and Dr. Pam Zabel, um, who's now with Port Board at the time, uh, was with Center for Food Security and Public Health. We put a grant together with um, the American Association of Swine Vets, the Multi-State Partnership for Security and Ag and National Port Board, um, and put a grant into the USDA NADPREP to say we want to fill this gap we want to build this training program um, to certify individuals to be able to be called upon in the event of a fad outbreak and go sample pigs for us um, and we were fortunate enough to get that grant um, and worked on that through covid years and um, have started rolling that training out here in the last couple of years across the country and i'm going to assume that in the swine industry it's kind of like the beef industry the 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 sites are not all in one spot they're yes, scattered out. Um, you have, you know, corporate vets and, and vets that are consultants that are, but they're not on the ground day to day in the pig building type veterinarians. Correct. Yes, sir. So that probably provided some utility for developing this platform as well. Yep, absolutely. So you could um, train production staff, on-farm personnel that could sample in your stead if you can't get out to that site or if you're in a higher biosecurity site or need to be there tomorrow and not be somewhere downstream and risk that contamination. So we don't quite have the same biosecurity uh, stringency uh, on, on our programs in the beef industry as y'all do in the swine. How many people are you said there's like 16 states? Yeah, as of June of this year, 16 states have 
are actively training CSSCs um, within their borders. Um, we've got five other that were organizing the training because it's administered at the state level from the state veterinarian's office. Um, and I know for Iowa specifically, there was over a hundred that had been trained um, as of June, a hundred CSSCs within the state to go out and sample pigs. That's outstanding. It's an unbelievable program. Started right here at Iowa State University in the College of Veterinary Medicine. Sure, thankful Dr. Brown will be here on the show with us. We're going to take a break and we come back more about certified sampling. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Justin Brown, who is an assistant teaching professor at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine, where he is in VDPAM, uh, which is the Veterinary Diagnostic Production Animal Medicine department, which is a huge department now. It is. Yes, sir. I mean, it. when you talk about probably the number one livestock facing serving veterinary department in the world, I would put Iowa State's VDPAM up against anyone. I agree. Period. Um, and, and so on this certified sampling, which is just another example of your leadership, Talk to me about how does a person become a certified sampler? Sure, yeah. So the training is really geared towards those own farm personnel, production staff. Um, and so a Category 2 USDA accredited vet can administer the training, right? And so that might vary by state. So like in Iowa, for example, um, the state veterinarian here in Iowa requires us to go through Iowa's foreign animal disease training. It's about a four-hour CE program. And then once you go through that, you can administer the CSSC training to people that want to get it. So um, that Category 2 accredited vet um, approves those individuals for training. And then the training consists of a few different parts. So the first are three um, foreign animal disease videos, really brief um, overview of what African swine fever, classical swine fever, and foot and mouth disease are, what clinical signs to look out for, uh, and some steps a producer should take should they suspect that to be on their farm. Then there's some more required resources on biosecurity, um, sample pooling. So once we get the samples, how do you pull those together to submit them to the diagnostic lab, restraint of pegs, and also sample submission to the diagnostic lab. And then an individual can be trained to either tier one or tier two sample types. So we okay. split those out. Um, so tier one would be more of our anti-mortem pre-death sample types. Um, so blood collection, oral fluids, oral swabs, nasal swabs, and processing fluids are on that. And then they could go a step further and be trained to tier two, which includes all of those tier one sample types, mm -hmm. but then some of those post-mortem or after death sample types, like um, how to do a necropsy, how to get tonsil, spleen, spleen swabs, um, different lymph nodes throughout the body or vesicular fluid. And then there's one additional sample type of tracheal swabs that they can be trained to. So when, when they go through, so is the training in person then with that veterinarian and then the veterinarian watches them do it, yep. take it, and says, yep, they know how to do it. Yep, correctly. exactly. So there's two portions to the training. There's an in-classroom portion, 
where the category two vet would go over the materials that we've developed for all of those sample types, which includes some short two to three minute videos and then a one page handout. Then there's a 25 question exam, um, very similar to PQA or BQA type exams. I uh, have three attempts to pass that. And then they would go out into the field um, and demonstrate that they could effectively and efficiently collect those samples and then they would be certified. Yeah, and I, th I think that the relevance, you know, and we'll come back to this in the next segment, but this isn't just, this doesn't just have to be a foreign animal disease. Correct. Program. Yes, sir. This is something that we could apply to day-to-day to -day veterinary medicine and animal health. Absolutely. Perfect. It's a great program. We have a great guest today, Dr. Brown. We're going to take a break right now. We'll come right back. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Justin Brown, who is an assistant teaching professor in VDPAM at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. And uh, they have created a program called Certified Sampler Program for Swine for Foreign Animal Disease Control, uh, getting more boots on the ground in the trenches if something would happen. And so kind of walk us through, let's say that, that uh, all of a sudden they say we have a, a foot and mouth disease uh, in a pig barn, right? Hope not. But. Um, we hope not. <laughs> and I, I say foot and mouth disease because that would affect our cattle guys that Absolutely. are watching this too. So the same thing would happen on, on the cattle side as the pig side. But just kind of talk us through what happens from there. Yeah. So at that point, the state vet's office has a list of all the individuals that have been certified through the program. Um, and then they could call upon those individuals directly or call the veterinarian that trained them that those individuals work under um, and basically call up the forces, right? And say, all right, I need all these pigs or all these cows sampled within this area um, and we need it done by this time point and send them out to do it. And then those are, um, could be considered regulatory samples, right? Because they've been trained, they're working yep. under the vets and the um, state vet to collect those. And so you don't have to have a category two vet or a um, FADD from the USDA go out to every one of those sites and collect those samples. Cool. Did, um, and, and so then I assume once they, they start from the outside and, or work in, or the, I don't know how they, how they do this when they set their, their ring of perimeter of, of doing this, but it's really to, to, to stop the fire from, from spreading in all directions um, far enough. I'm, I'm assuming they're taking into account for vectors and all kinds of things on how far they can sample. Right, yeah, so they'll set that kind of perimeter around the infected premises where that site's identified um, as infected. And then, like you said, the idea is just kind of to corral it, right? And then they'll identify sites within that quarantine zone um, for through epi traces or just premise identification numbers of where susceptible species are. And then it's time for um, individuals to go out and collect samples or do a more thorough case workup to see, are they at risk? Are they infected or not? Um, to see how far this has already spread by the time we get it identified. I hadn't even thought about the, the importance of tier one versus tier two, because in the midst of a outbreak, tier one is going to be your vital. Uh, and, and so you're not going to stop and take the time to necropsy everything or, you know, it's, it's getting your saliva and, and, and nasal secretion type samples yep, and, and blood samples. Blood. Right. Right. 
to to corral it. Yep. And so, you know, um, as we'll talk in the next segment, probably getting to that tier two is probably more important for some of our endemic diseases that we're wanting to in our production systems. But uh, and and tier one, but uh, um, pretty pretty uh, intense program, right? You've worked with some of the producers and, and staff on the ground doing this. What been, what's their response been to learning this? I think a lot of them really like the formal training and the certification that comes with it. Because honestly, in the swine world, there was a lot of it going on kind of at the production staff level already just because there's not enough vets to get out and sample all those sites at one time or when they need to. Um, and so that they have that formal training and now they know I'm getting the correct sample, submitting that to the lab correctly, and it helps their um, their animals in the long run, right? By getting that diagnosis in a timely manner. So. And I always feel like I get a little stale day to day. Oh yeah. And so something new that comes along that I can use my brain and and get engaged and learn a little more about the animals I'm spending my time with every day, uh, kind of gets you excited too. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's great. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up with Dr. Brown here at Iowa State's College of Veterinary Medicine. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. I'm here with Dr. Justin Brown. We're at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine, where Dr. Brown serves as an assistant teaching professor, teaches classes, handling cases, doing research, uh, all the above to help serve uh, the swine industry and beyond. And I'm trying to pull him into the beef industry and help <laughs> us set this program up um, uh, because I think it's vital. And we talked about foreign animal disease, which we have, you know, discussed foreign animal disease uh, in the beef industry as well. But I really think there's some utility um, in getting proper diagnosis mm -hmm. by having people that are certified samplers get the right, the right case, the right samples from the right animal and sent in in time for us to get some answers. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you, you're dealing with it every day in the swine industry. Um, have you seen people take off from this or? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I said, they, we have individuals that are on farm every day and a vet's not there every day, right? And so when something does pop up that we need samples collected for, if we can get them trained and they can collect those for us and get those submitted to the lab, I as the vet get the report from that and then can guide them through next steps or appropriate treatment or therapies that way. It really just helps kind of streamline the whole system, right? I would so. think that, and so, and then I'm assuming that you have like a digital reporting system from the diagnostic lab that you don't have to stand there and watch it, watch it, watch it. It's kicking it out and getting it to the right people on time. And, and with the diagnostics we have today, it's, you know, it used to be you'd send in a chunk of lung, you'd get your results back in a week. And by then we either had success or failure. So, 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 or, or I guess we're sending a chunk of lung, we already had failure. But if we're sending in nasal swabs or blood samples, mm -hmm. but today with PCR, it's, it's overnight. Right. Yeah. And I can't speak for every lab, but I know here at Iowa State, typically if samples are here before 11 a.m., you get same day results if that test is run that day. That's amazing. So. Yeah. So when we start to think about getting people in the beef industry certified to take the right samples from the right animals to get them in, there's so many times that I think I'm working on a respiratory disease case and it's parasites. Mm -hmm. As high priced as we're paying three bucks a pound now for calves to come in these feed yards. 
I, I think that, that uh, you know, not just implementing a vaccine or taking a vaccine out, but really working with somebody like Dr. Brown uh, to get the right, right diagnosis and the right treatment plan and the right prevention plan is important. Absolutely. Y'all do it routinely in the swine industry, don't you? It does. Yes, sir. Yep. Happens a lot. Cool. Um, any last words on certified sampler and what you've seen from the program? Yeah, I think the there's been a lot of positive feedback from the industry and states that are enrolling it, right? A lot of people are excited about it. I'd love to see it spread to other species as well because um, I think beef, poultry, we all kind of work in the same boat, right? Labor's are one of our biggest issues and being able to get out and sample, the more people that we can get certified, the better we're all gonna be. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for watching the show. Remember, if you wanna know more about us on DocTalk, you can find us at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Justin Brown, and we'll see you down the road.